screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to self. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Welcome back to the Entertainment Apex covering the 2004 Disney movie, Miracle. I'm your host, Blake, and I have our team for this week. We have Adam Sheehan from Tales from Tropox. Adam, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. And no problem. And James Anderson from, I want to say, she's all that minute. James? Correct. Hey, yes. hey, yeah. Uh, she's all that minute, and also uh, timeline scavengers technically counts as a uh, by the minute podcast too. Uh, works sure. for me. Uh, works <laughs> for me. Uh, I, this is this is definitely this is the this is the epitome of the um, MMX MMX adjacent podcast. Like exactly. the box exactly. is MMX adjacent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and we we just finished the uh, the third season of TMNT Minute, which was not minute by minute either so and i applaud you by the way for finishing that season by the way yeah, i was, applaud you guys it was a labor of love i'll tell you i enjoyed actually show, representing but, she's all that minute as actually a little bit uh not on brand enough for this particular meeting it's uh two by the minutey <laughs> yeah well no big deal no big deal so here we are we are talking about the movie miracle i will ask both of you as i'm asking everybody what history with this movie and do you have history with this game because a lot of people like for instance i had the batman guys on and they had no clue they had no history with this obviously i didn't expect them well, to that's why i had them here that's why i had them here <laughs> i wanted a different perspective but i'll start with you adam history with this movie and with this team well my history with this movie i remember watching the original movie a lot the made for tv movie um miracle on ice Yes, I remember that. <laughs> and then I, I remember this one coming out and being like, oh, this one's way better. This one's got Kurt Russell in it. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> but I, I was just looking at it, looking it up on IMDb while I was rewatching it earlier today. And I was like, man, this came out in 2004. Like, this movie's that old. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> but um, as far as my history with this game, um, I have this deep, deep rooted love for Olympic hockey. And I get it kind of mostly from my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, a, a big fan of the Olympics, huge into, uh, the winter Olympics. He was, he was, uh, an Olympic hopeful for, I think, skiing when he was a younger man, but, um, he was in Lake Placid a couple months before the games, Wow, the, the, these particular games. And he was in a souvenir shop shop and bought one of those like aluminum cast mugs that had, um, the, the hockey team logo on it. Right. And the guy was like, you know, I can engrave something on it if you want to want me to engrave something. He goes, Ingr- just the word gold. And the guy was like, don't you think this is a bit of a long shot? <laughs> so we still have that mug with gold hey, uh, engraved on the bottom. That is really cool. That's actually really, really cool. It's uh, a fun I, story. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely the original story. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, James, he knew. He just same knew. question for you. Same question for you. Um, here's what I know about this movie. Uh, my stepdad loves this movie. Uh, he owned it on DVD. I mean, I presume he still does. I 
knew it as a hockey movie I had not seen. Um, I did the fun thing uh, for this episode and didn't watch anything else about it. I'm intrigued (laughs) and I want to watch the movie as a whole now, but I was like, it's going to be more fun. Let's see if I'm right about that. Um, If I have no idea what the relationships with these people are and what the context are, just to see if how much I can infer and how much I can, how much I'm confused. Like I'm confused about like one thing and everything else felt pretty pretty okay well but, it's uh, funny yeah so, you, so what you're doing is you're pulling what tyler does over on high school musical on wildcat minute that's what you're doing here yeah <laughs> yeah. No, yeah and it's 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 fun i'm trying to get more signed up for more movies that i haven't seen because it's for me it's fun to be like i have nothing i have no nostalgia for this at all and it kind of makes it a different uh feel a little bit different not not worse just different and uh yeah I will keep you in mind then for future projects to have a list. For sure. <laughs> definitely. Do, definitely our, I have some obscure ones. Not as yeah, obscure you, as Jim and Rob, but I do have some obscure ones. <laughs> you, uh, you've, you've, I think you've consumed all of my hockey related movie knowledge uh, in your first uh, three seasons. I believe, I believe Mighty Ducks is where I, it starts and ends for me. I'm pretty sure. I've seen, it's all good. I've seen Slapshot one time and it was okay. Um, oh, I can tell people after this, I am taking a broken hockey movie, so it's all good. <laughs> whatever you got, whatever you got. Well, I, mean. I planned this on purpose. It's it, from from people listening as it is during the Winter Olympics. This mm-hmm. is actually airing during the games, and people are listening to this right before you get ready to sit down and turn on your peacock and watch everything. That's Perfect. how I'm watching yeah. the Olympic Games. So <laughs> this is probably this is probably coming out after I'm on marathon. Uh, a marathon of probably 18 hours straight of watching the winter olympics i try to consume the olympics as a whole like i'll sometimes have five monitors open with five different events on like i get i get deep into watching the olympics man yeah well it's gonna be fun this is the first year i'm not working like like actually like at a hospital or anything i'm actually on the road all the time so i get to tune in whenever i feel like it and watch whatever i want whenever i want nice i'm excited for that i'm really excited for that (laughs) a a couple a couple of winter olympics olympic games ago i forget where which olympics it was now uh but um i was working in a movie a small movie theater and in between shows I would put the hockey game up on the big screen. Oh, nice. That sounds great. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. So, all right. Well, let's get into the movie. Uh, where we left off, we were, it was actually, we are, I was I talked about in the last episode, we're in the weird time situation here because we played a game they claimed it before Christmas that actually happened in January in the actual timeline. <laughs> and then we have Christmas. But now, now we are in February. Uh-huh. timeline so like we're jumping around the actual timeline it's pretty funny that's, <laughs> that's great I, did, I mean like it works as a narrative it's not like yeah. you know you, you put it where it works because uh, sure. I, I did my research because there's a game in the last episode in milwaukee and that game happens in january and then they celebrate christmas so maybe they're they're eastern orthodox christmas yeah it's just really really funny and then we have the new year and then we're just jumping past january and now we're in february because we're at the final cut before the Olympic Games. And I got to admit, this scene is crazy because, James, you don't even know the history of this moment, why this is so important. Herb was the last person cut from the 1960 USA Olympic team. Oh. And that was the, team, the last team that won gold before 1980. They're the last <laughs> team that won gold. So that's why this moment is so like powerful in the scene. 
If you're listening or watching at home, uh, if you want to put a counter every time a piece of context is clarified for me, this is one. <laughs> this movie's just going to keep making more and more sense <laughs> exactly, as we keep exactly. talking about it. Exactly. Especially because you get to the end of it, so it's like we, we're open to the Olympics. So this is, this is yeah, yeah open. exactly. <laughs> I, I looked at I looked at the schedule and I was like, man, I hope we're not in like the like climax of the movie. Like, <laughs> I have no context, but this is the most exciting part. Okay, no, no, let's no, go. No. no, this is no, no. this is building the team or like almost ready to go back into battle. I like this part of the movie. Um, yeah, we're at the point yeah. where we're at the final cut. This is the final cut yeah. before the final roster. And what's interesting is they all, they were fighting to get this cut. Like they were fighting to do this and now we're here. Yeah. And this is it. We can say goodbye to our final player before we move on. I, I like this whole scene. I think this is actually um, Kurt Russell like acting the most in this whole movie. Yes, <laughs> this this whole the the thing that I got from I, I we got about uh like four scenes in in this in this little segment I think right mm-hmm. and the theme across all of them is uh a weird like masculinist sort of restrained emotion that <laughs> was really really interesting it was like I was like <laughs> I was a little bit like. Oh, I see why my stepdad likes this movie. Okay. Like it was yeah. like <laughs> it was it, like, oh man, you see he's feeling stuff, but he just rips a piece of paper and moves on. It's okay. got that it's got that field of dreams vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also I, mean, I also just love that he's still holding on to this hockey accent. <laughs> you you could call it a Midwestern accent, and, and you're you're probably right, but there's this like non-regional hockey accent that's prevalent <laughs> well, throughout this movie. What's interesting is that I actually talked about this earlier for the episode. Herb Brooks, the actual Herb Brooks, was on set and taught um, Kurt how to talk like him. Huh. That's great. So he actually does sound like Herb Brooks. Like it's actually, if you actually watch interviews from the time, he sounds like Herb Brooks. Like it's eerie close. Well, it's <laughs> a huge departure from the from I, I forget the actor's name, but the performance in the made-for-TV movie that preceded this, Miracle on Ice, which they yeah. like didn't even try. Yeah, this is a Herb with on set and helped him figure out the accent and everything else. So, like, it's, it's that's how why it's so accurate. You know? I don't think I could teach someone how I talk. Wouldn't that be so? I'd be so in my head. I'd be like, do I say it like this or this? I have no idea. And Kurt Russell's standing there and you're like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a wild thing to think about it's like Kurt Russell needs to sound exactly like you and you need to explain how it's like exactly uh, yeah. how do you walk um, I don't it's even a know weird conversation it really is a weird conversation <laughs> yeah yeah so, uh, by the way, by the, way um, the guy from the other Miracle movie it's um, Carl Matt and Carl Malin Malin Baden I don't even know how to say this name right Malden Carl Malden 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 thank you Malden oh wow two very okay. different dudes uh, yeah. him and Kurt Russell there yeah. you go. Yeah, you know it's a Disney movie because Kurt Russell's in it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, then we jump to the phone call that we find out that the Soviets are still coming to the Olympics. Context for James. Thank you. And probably Thank for you. Adam, because you probably don't even, you know the history of this, Adam. I looked it up uh, before okay, cool. before we started recording. Yeah, it's interesting history. So yeah. the um the there was the whole like Soviet US obviously from the Cold War at the sure. time. We're in the Cold sure. War. And the U.S. pulled out of the summer games that were in Soviet, in Soviet right. Union. Right. They pulled out. Well, the yeah. Soviets came anyway. 
that came here despite, yeah. despite yeah. the fact that Jimmy Carter was protesting. I, I recognized Brezhnev and Carter as names. So I was like, I know right. where we're talking. I got it. I, I got right. that one. And this was specifically with uh, with Russia in Afghanistan and, yeah. and causing all of the issues with like the, the oil pipelines and stuff like that. So there, there was all kinds of weird political nonsense happening in the background of these games. It's something that I, I kept thinking about throughout the movie is they keep like trying as hard as they can to point at the actual moment in time that this movie takes place. Like right. they, they pepper in all of these kind of Easter eggs. Which I do appreciate. I do appreciate that because it helps you keep track of what's going on. It actually kind of helps the timeline if we're going to the movie. How it helps, yeah. you know, yeah. it does help things. And it also keeps you where this is what that's why I love the opening movie so much because it keeps you in context of what the hell is going on. Because I wasn't born in 1980, I'm, I'm born in 82. So right. I wasn't right. born for this. This is my mom watched it, my parents watched it, not me. So like, <laughs> they lived through this. Like, but uh, so it's interesting how that goes. So we, this, sorry. yeah. This this movie is so funny because it's kind of like, all right, I don't know if anyone's made this comparison before. This is kind of like the Titanic of sports movies because it's like, <laughs> you know, it's called Miracle. The one sound clip I know from this is the end of the movie. It's not going to be a spoiler. Right. It's literally how do we get there? Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. They made yeah. a movie where you know how it's going to end, but yeah. you're intrigued how it's going to get there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it yeah. very much. It's almost yeah, like it's, they wrote it backwards. Like Exactly. Right. That's, they did. They did pass on the Bible back what they did, which is changing a few things here and there just to fit their story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, so it's in 2004. So they had the opportunity to have the Twin Towers on screen. Sure. I, I have something to say about this because this isn't the first podcast I've I've been on a Go movies by minute podcast I've been on where the Twin Towers were in the background of a scene, and I'm starting to wonder if you picked me for this scene no. on purpose. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. You, you have you have a brand now. This is this is. I, yeah, I, I, I do that on purpose. I swear. Because the purpose. Twin Towers are in the first two Turtles movies. Sure. There's oh, like really? this big <laughs> smash shot of the Twin sure. Towers. Like, well, the thing is, though, at the time it didn't matter. Now it matters. Yeah. 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 That was just New York City. Now it's <laughs> now it's a particular. It's like it yeah. used to be just a place. Now it's a time and a place, which is kind now of now it's a tribute. Now it's a tribute. Yeah, exactly. they didn't have to have this shot in there, but it's 2004. So you're gonna put this shot in here. You're of going. Yeah. <laughs> it's especially funny because at the time, I, I I don't know if you guys remember this, like they stuff that came out they would digitally remove the the towers from because of sensitivity like the opposite i know spider-man spider-man yeah. Yeah. too that happened well, there. Spider- yeah, spider-man that was a heavy-handed scene like you just can't have Didn't that go scene. through the tower Didn't you go yeah. through the tower it's like Still, <laughs> it's, it's a plane yeah. flying way too close to the tower yeah, that's so fair, I, agree, not, I agree with that one i agree with it fair. you said an example <laughs> yeah, yeah no, of course yeah <laughs> so, no, i 100% agree yeah. with that <laughs> hmm. so it, it's also yeah no yeah but it's interesting to see it here because it's really a tribute. And I, uh, by the way, we are now officially back at the timeline. We are three days till opening ceremony. It is February 9th, 1980 at Madison Square Garden. Can I, this is, <laughs> that was an excellent scene, uh, timeline establishment. I need to go back though. I'm so sorry. Um, I need to go back in time. Um, I need to know the context of the smile that Coxie gives to those other two dudes. I couldn't tell if that was a, I guess it's me, guys. I'm gonna go 
you know, I, I'm the one that drew the short straw. It's we said this was going to happen. He gives a smile to the other two I, guys I think across. It's a, they wanted, and I remember like last, we had a whole big scene with them talking to Herb, saying okay. they wanted it to come because he wanted he was bringing in extra players, and he was like, he was he was making their lives a living hell, and they pretty okay. much told him, I want we wanted to come down to our guys. If okay. you're gonna cut one, buddy, be from our guys. Okay. So that was their way of saying, we knew someone was going to get cut. I'm the guy. That's okay. what that's all about. All right. The, the yeah. whole we're, we're a family scene. Got which, it. Exactly. Again, not the first movie I've been on a movie <laughs> minute podcast where people talk about being in some sort of chosen family. <laughs> right. but yeah, but this one, but it's sports. It makes sense. It is yeah. sports. At the end of the day, that's all. I mean, I have, um, I went to, I'm I'm a Hall of Famer in my hometown for my football team. And when I mean, saw each other, I was like, oh, we're back together again. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen each other yeah. in a long time. Sure. That was the closest I ever came to a reunion. Like the closest <laughs> I've ever come to one. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I, don't, I, I don't live in my hometown anymore, so I don't do reunions. So that was the yeah. closest I ever gone to being in a reunion. And it was really cool. <laughs> so, yes. so yeah. yeah. So here we are at the garden. And I've been to the garden for hockey, by the way. I I told the story. In fact, I never told the story on a podcast. I um the 1996 World Cup of Hockey. This is the okay. first time they ever did the NHL held the World Cup of Hockey, first time ever. And there was they had games in Montreal and New York and Philly everywhere. Well, they had a couple of games at the Garden. I obviously was not going. I was a freshman in high school. I was not going to this game. Well, all of a sudden, I got a phone call. This is so random. I got a phone call two days before my freshman orientation. Like a week before my freshman orientation. From Brian Leach of the New York Rangers. Wow. <laughs> Legitimately, Brian Leach from the New York Rangers. I That's thought it was a joke. Well, here's what happened. My uncle put in put in a contest in the New York Post. He worked in New York. Contest in the New York Post entered me in a contest to win tickets to the World Cup of Hockey at the Garden. And I won. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Brian Leach calls me. He's the captain of the Rangers. And on TV USA. And he calls me and says, I won tickets to the World Cup of Hockey at the Garden. I had two tickets. I ended up getting Team USA for the Czechoslovakia at the Garden. That's dumb. And they won nine to three. Nine to three in the game. The best contest to win is the one you didn't know you entered. Exactly. uh, (laughs) And and Team USA, by the way, did win that World Cup. They did win that World Cup that year. They won it in one of the best hockey games I've ever seen in Montreal. Team USA is down 2-1 going into the third. They won the game five to two, and all the goals happened wow. in three minutes and fourteen seconds at the end of the game. <laughs> it was one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen in my life. Like, I've never seen a game like that ever. <laughs> so anyway, let's get back over here. I never told that story before, so there you go. <laughs> For posterity. Yes, it, 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 fits, it fits what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we are here. I, I, I like the fact that they went all out and showed like the national anthem. They showed everything. They mm-hmm. made this all like the pop of circumstance work. Like they don't yep. do that for every game. Because this is an important game. And what I like about also here, they, they do a trick where you have the fans. They these are, they, there's maybe we see all these fans in the garden. There's maybe 200 people in the building. And then it's multiplied it in the computer. So <laughs> that's really cool. There's actually behind the scenes on the DVD about that, which is really oh, cool, cool to see. So, um, so one other thing here, they have the Challenge Cup, which is very confusing if you didn't, if, even if you follow along earlier, you're probably yes, confused. please. But on the, on the <laughs> podcast, you're not confused because I explained it. <laughs> I, it, I just think know. it's so funny that they brought it with them. Like, well, it, oh, <laughs> well, do you know what the Challenge Cup is? Adam, before I, I explain don't. it. Okay, well, the Challenge Cup, what this was, was 
and it happened earlier in the movie, so the people listening to the podcast know what happened. Um, they, the team, team Soviet, I think it was Russia, the Soviet Union played the NHL in a challenge series at the Garden and beat the NHL. When they beat the NHL, the NHL awarded them this cup because that was mm. what they were playing for, what they were playing for. So okay. to stick it to the NHL, because it happened at the Garden, they brought the cup back out. This actually happened. There's a legit video about this. This legitimately it's, happened. It's, just <laughs> so, it's so funny to, br- to bring the trophy with you. Just be like, remember this, guys? Remember? Yeah. remember? Yeah, but the funny part is this happened. Like, this legitimately happened. Like, it was, I was sure that they, they, they had it at the Garden on storage should Team Soviet Union come back. It's like, all right, well, they're here. All right, get their cup out. They're going to want to do a little bit of a, of a parade. But that they brought it with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. It's weird how this works. That's hilarious. (laughs) I also like how there's this real quick shot of uh, a couple of fans dropping a banner that says Russia, get out of Afghanistan. Get yes. the fuck out of it. Uh, get the puck out. Get the puck out. Yes. <laughs> this is a Disney movie after all. Right, exactly. exactly. Soviet, Soviet, get the puck out of Afghanistan. There it is on my screen here. <laughs> so that has yeah. to be real, right? That that's that's surely something that they didn't make up for them for the movie. No, that, right? that, that, I'm sure that I'm sure that was everything in New York, especially ah. in New York. But like New York, the New York fans are smart. If they're gonna have a sign up, they put no cursing, but then they'll start chanting like fuck you, Soviet, something like that. Right. No one New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like good luck muting this out of your broadcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was watching I was watching I'm gonna cut the time. I mean, I, I, I I'm yeah. from Philly. I I know that. You understand feeling. that I'm from oh, Jersey. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. You understand. I was watching a show, I was watching WWE at Garden um when this episode film, and they had the fans started chanting, fuck you. Oh, you fucked up! At the day, but because it's on Fox and it's seven, it's eight o'clock, they had to bleep out the fans. So all of a sudden, you hear dead silence, but you know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> I love New Yorkers because it was such a funny moment. Because you can see the crowd and they're standing and they're yelling and passionate, but you can't hear it because they had to bleep it out because it's was on Fox at seven o'clock Central Time. It was so funny. Yeah, in, in, in Philly, we have a municipal court. Uh, underneath our sports complex. Uh-huh. You know what? Just Jersey, to the expedite the continental, the continental Arena had the same thing in Jersey. So, <laughs> I know because I had to go once. <laughs> I had to go I, once. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I really like the idea of uh, making a political sign and carrying it with you to the, the hockey game. Like you're like, all right, we got this is it's it's team, it's the Soviet Union. This we're gonna get political on this giant banner. Like the the idea of doing a giant banner always baffles me. Just like you know, more power to whoever it is. But it's like no, no, no. This one's topical. I really like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It kind of suggests that this hockey team would look at that and go, "Oh my gosh, we should get out of Afghanistan." (laughs) We agree, but we're gonna play hockey now. Yeah, I mean, we're just a hockey team. We don't really control any of that. <laughs> well, that comes up later in the movie where they go to this whole spiel, and they're like, and I think it's Herb at one point says it's just a hockey game. It's just a hockey game. And yeah. It really isn't, though. This is not just a hockey game anymore. It stopped being a hockey game. And then somebody's not involved. <laughs> that, that's that was that's why this game is so. It sticks in in the whole like the the collective minds of sports fans is because it was such. It was so much more than hockey. There was so yes. much tension going on between these two nations, and they just—it was just—it's like we'll settle it on the ice, I guess. Yeah. You know, like- I guess. <laughs> well, so, what's interesting about this game? This game 
and this is actually, I've read a bunch of books and during the pandemic, I got into a lot of audiobooks about the history of, knowing I was doing this podcast event, right. I listened to a bunch of audiobooks about this team. And this game was not on the schedule originally. Herb legitimately put this on the schedule. Asked for this game. <laughs> and the Soviets actually think Herb did this on purpose to fuck with the Soviets' players' heads. To say, look, you can beat us easily. And then when we play you for real, it's not so easy. Yeah. It was a big mind that. game by Herb. And like, yeah, that it's, is the story. It's that, it, like, put, play us while, like, while we're still a new team and then get cocky and be like, oh, we don't really have to worry about this American team. There, exactly. Yeah. If, if I can uh, segue just really quick into the natural uh, next thing, uh, obvious uh, adjacent topic. In the movie Pitch Perfect, I have this... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. I have this theory about... Um, so the the women's uh, team is the Bellas, and they in throughout the course of the movie they have basically the same routine, and they get second or third each time. Yes, and they get to the championships, and that's when they switch it up and do a new routine. Whereas the uh, guys' team has been doing different routines each time and getting first place. So my one of the things I Pitch Perfect is my favorite movie, and so I have all this like, oh, here's the strategy, or whatever. It's all good. I love the movie. You're they good. they. Uh, did as long as they got to go on to the next round it was better for them to do the same routine and get beaten each time until they got to the championships and then to switch it so completely that it was like whoa what is this because that boosts everyone's and then the other teams get cocky because they're always doing new stuff and whatever so that's in a way i guess i guess what we're all saying here is that the 1980 u.s olympic team is sort of like the barden bellows from pitch perfect well there it is <laughs> never ever said before but i love it i love it there it is by the way if you ever do pitch perfect minute, please reach out to me please reach out um, to me <laughs> listen okay <laughs> please do <laughs> I actually do love that movie. I'm not gonna lie. I do love that movie. <laughs> legitimately, I I have so many problems with it, and it's my favorite movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, Ugh. but I'm like, God, it's so great. Watch it again. So anyway, so you're talking this is what you had me on for. I'm sure. Pitch perfect. James, James, you're talking to someone whose newsies is one of the favorite movies. I fully understand what you're saying. You're talking <laughs> totally to someone who's <laughs> my first by the minute podcast was uh, uh-huh. was newsies minute. Um, for, I'm aware. for your context, uh, I'll listen yeah. to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So all right. So, um, so we actually go back to the hockey plan. I love the hockey in this movie yeah. so much. Like the hockey the shot, is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't the NHL use some of this for like their like for like their documentary <laughs> footage? Get, oh, get God, GoPros on these guys. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like TNT, TNT, and um, NBC, pay attention. TNT and um, ESPN, pay attention because this is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> this is how you shoot hockey. Yeah, but like yeah. I mean, it, this is choreographed hockey. This isn't like well, not all of it. Not all of it actually. Although some of it is actually them just play. Oh there yeah, was a lot of it, really. There are certain moments they have to have these they have choreographs, obviously, because it matches up with the game film. Right. A lot of it's just them playing hockey. They're nice. just playing. Yeah, like they legitimately filmed them playing for a couple of hours and then edited around it. Huh. <laughs> so like That's a wild. lot of this is just them just playing, which is cool. Huh. Like I like that a lot. It actually makes it more realistic. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like sports sports movies, the sports part is always like really choppy and like really there's just something about it that doesn't feel like a real game, but yeah, this feels natural. Yeah, yeah because you got a bunch of hockey players that are legit hockey players, and they just played hockey for a couple of hours against each other, and then they just filmed around it. This so, is nothing yeah. like Space Jam. 
No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, challenge I, accepted. Let's see. Um... <laughs> well, well, and they explained it on the commentary track, and they did it on purpose because they're like, we so they brought in a legit hockey player and taught him how to act. So if you're gonna have hockey players, you might as well let them play hockey. Just yeah. let them play. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like what they didn't do in the movie Armageddon, where they had oil, you know, oil rig people be astronauts as opposed to the opposite, which might have been a little less challenging. Um, yeah. Look, I've already figured out how to be an astronaut. I'm pretty sure you could teach me how to yeah, exactly. do an oil rig. Not yeah, not to disparage oil drilling or whatever, but like these are like scientists and yeah, like this, this is after all rocket science <laughs> right exactly, exactly. Really exactly. A plot point in that movie really the right. plot that movie. The, um i really liked how the colors of the in the game were so much more vivid than the colors not in the game i thought that was really it was like a almost like a vr experience like a pov or a vr experience where it was like this is even more intense i was like oh whoa this is this is wildly more intense than I have than the sort of 80s colors that they've been using in, you know, the non hockey game parts. I really well, enjoyed. So interesting is I saw it in the movie theater. So <laughs> uh, seeing this in the movie theater on a big screen was yeah. Was watching this oh. in the theater, the hockey person. So <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's really cool about the the hockey footage from this film is when you look at archival footage of these games, this was back in the era of blue ice where like right. th- there was something mm. that happened with uh, a television camera where the ice had this like b- blue hue to it. So to see it in like crystal clarity is, yeah. is wild. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And it, it was crazy. I know um, I actually do have a copy of the Miracle Game. I got it off eBay a long time ago because my nice. wife knew I, my wife, it's one of those things my wife got it for me because she knew I was obsessed with hockey and she's like, you'll love this. Because she got me a DVD copy of the actual game and I have it in my hockey DVD collection. And I have watched it. It is so weird, especially the third period of that game compared to the movie, how accurate it is. But hmm. Adam has a point where the, it's so interesting to watch it on actual ice and yeah, not yeah. on this weird, like, discoloring thing that goes on in days. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I forget what the science is behind that and why that, that used to happen. It's something about video and... and but it was like... Like it, you could tell it was white ice, but there was this like blue hue that would like pop up in like. And it's not just Olympics. I've seen it on NHL, like on the um the and the NHL the NHL Network did a thing called um oh, I forgot what it was called. They they aired all the Stanley Cup final games like every single day one summer, hmm. where you can watch them over like nineteen eighty all the way up to that year. They aired them all, like to the point where I DVR a couple of the Devils ones just so I could put in my collection. Because I didn't have them, so I did yard them and put them in my collection. But like they aired them all, so I watched some of the older like '80s games. I've never seen them, so I watched them. Like this is so bizarre. Like this is so weird because the coloring is off, the tint is off, the scoreboard's not even on the screen. Like it's so bizarre to watch '80s hockey. It's really strange. And then you get like late mid to late '90s hockey when you had the trails and the trail. Now that's when I was watching hockey. <laughs> yeah, I don't have uh, my buddy Mike on here who used to watch those games with me. How much we hated the Fox Tracks. We hated <laughs> that so much. I despised the Fox Tracks. What made it worse was I went to a game once and um, at the Devils, the Devils game one time, and it was a Fox game, but I was in the building. So we didn't have the season to do with it in person. But if you look at the screen for the replay, there's the Fox Tracks on the replay. Oh, come That's on. Great. Come on. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of fascinating technology, especially for the mid 90s that they were able to do that. Yeah, true, very true. The time, and well, the worst part is they put it in the damn game. They put it in the video game. Like, oh come yeah. on! 
and you couldn't even turn it off. That's what made it even worse. They're trying to make it like in the NBA, um, in the uh, what game is it now? Um, the NBA game, uh, I can't think of the name of it. NBA, NBA Blitz, NBA, NBA Blitz, Jam? something like that, something like that. Whatever game they have, the um, the uh, you're on fire, yeah, yeah. NBA Jam. Thank you, because yeah. my, my, my um. I, my ex girlfriend's brother was obsessed with that game, so that's why I it's the one basketball game I've played in my life. Actually, yeah, the it's second the only basketball, basketball game, game, game you yeah. need to play. Let's face it. Exactly. I played uh, exactly. Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird back on the Genesis uh, poorly. <laughs> I played it poorly. NBA Jam's the only game I've played to some sort of satisfactory level. Because it's let's not say that difficult that. of a game is it? Yeah, I'm exactly. Never, I'm, I'm more of the computer video game person. I'm not even a console person. Yeah. Even I learned how to play that game. It's, a, <laughs> it's button mashing sports game, and I really like that a lot. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> so speaking of um, button smashing, I feel like that's happened with the score here because legitimately this game, the reason you don't see all the goals is because it was 10 to 3. That was yeah. the final score of this game. Yeah. <laughs> I had an that's issue with this. a butt spanking. Yeah, that was really, I, I thought, I was surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised because I, I caught up quickly. But at first I was like, oh man, he's taking this one goal really hard in like a war movie <laughs> flashback sort of way. Like he yeah. shoots, he scores. I was like, man, he is into this game. I mean, pay attention. And I was like, oh no, they're saying it differently. So that's, to, okay, they're different goals. Got it. Oh man, that's yeah. really bad. That's worse. That's actually yeah, it worse. Is worse. <laughs> well, they explained it in the commentary track. They didn't want to show all the goals because that would sure. be terrible. Why would you want to watch that? Like, you wouldn't right. want to watch that. <laughs> right. So just do an overlay instead. <laughs> do it this way. It works. Just do like a chariots of fire slow motion montage <laughs> of just the, the pucks going into the goal. Yeah, it's so bad. But ten to three—that's awful. That's just one of the worst games. And the funny part is, I have the—I actually do have the actual schedule up for the um, that Olympic run. That's the most goals they allowed in any game the entire the entire run, except for there was one game like the St. Louis Blues. They allowed nine goals. That's it. Everything else, it was like amazing games, or like at the most like seven goals in a seven-six game. Like that's it. Okay. Everything else, it's like low scoring, low scoring, low scoring. So that fact that they lit up ten gold is insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, so that is the last game before the Olympics for this team. So, <laughs> not not great. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even well, a little. Hey, they bit got great. three goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they didn't get shut out. At least yeah, it could have been. How so come no one worse. brings up that point? Right. Because they're the other ten. Well, the funny part is, I guarantee you. I actually, I should look up those actual scorecards. The scorecards, by the way, if you ever look up scorecards for the nineteen eighty Olympics? I looked them up obviously for this. The scorecards are absolutely hysterical because there's like no stats. It's just here's the score, here's the score. But it's like the worst kept scorecard in the history of mankind because right. they don't know what they're doing yet because it's the eighties. <laughs> no yeah. yeah. and, and but but I mean, t- those three goals are pretty important because when he was talking about this team. Um, uh, when they were watching that footage, he was like, you know, this goalie, if you score on him, keep the puck. Because exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so three goals is a big deal against yeah. them, against Trechiak, but you know it's the kind of thing you can't really point to when it's 10 to 3. Like exactly. <laughs> and as we as we learned in Mighty Ducks 3, it's all about defense. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is all about defense. Oh, by the way, I did pull up the. I do have the actual scorecard in front of me here. I found it, and it looks like they scored like almost all their goals in the third period, <laughs> where it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't yeah. matter at all. That's called so, morale broken. <laughs> yeah, because it was it was four nothing Soviets after one. 
Those are mercy goals. Yeah. yeah, it's it looks like they scored one in the second to make it five to one, and then they scored two in the third. <laughs> That's it. And one of them was on a power play, ironically. <laughs> so that's bad. That's really, Ugh. really, really bad. And by the way, they pulled Craig from this game. They put Janice back in the game. So that's hmm. actually a big deal. It's only the only time they pulled him in the entire run. So hmm. here you go. <laughs> so I kind of want to cut to the to the Russian locker room, and he's like, "You let three goals <laughs> in by these." <laughs> Well, it's like in the first Mighty Ducks where they were talking. It was uh-huh. the first Mighty Ducks movie where like you you should have sent them out. You should be letting in one goal from the from the, the District Five ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am so them. happy that you brought that up because I was getting big Hawks vibes from them, and I can't <laughs> tell if it's just their villain, their villain hockey player, you know, or the fact that everyone that made, I feel like the Mighty Ducks goals were based on like 1980 Olympics the entire time. Now looking mm-hmm. back at it, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially the second movie, especially the second movie. With yeah, Ice, and Miracle on Ice with Iceland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. D two, not not the actual Olympics. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I joked about it during the two of D five, and for the new listeners, I'll say it here again that the whole plot of D two is the Miracle on Ice with Iceland, but Disney didn't own the rights to it yet, so they just made a new movie and just used the Soviet Iceland. Because there's, there's no history with Iceland and the hockey team in D2 at all. There's no history. And what, what's, <laughs> what's even funnier about it is it's the Junior Goodwill Games. It's not even the Junior Olympics. Right. Yeah, it's the Junior Goodwill Games. Games that don't exist. They yeah. don't really exist. None of it exists. Iceland's not a hockey powerhouse at all. The Junior Goodwill Games don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> None of it matters. So Was there even a junior goodwill game? No, just a goodwill game. Just a goodwill yeah, game. Okay. Junior goodwill okay. games did not exist. I've been doing a lot of research on this for D2. <laughs> I would have exist. just called it the Junior Goal Olympics so that everyone knew that it was hockey and also well, the actually Olympics. the funny part is about it funny part about it, i'm talking about these two again but the funny part about it because um, it was the goodwill games it gave them the rights to have the tbs logo because the goodwill games were part of turner media which is hysterical <laughs> that disney was working with turner media for a movie I, I just I, I ted turner's got some balls man he's like he's like i'm gonna compete with the wwe you know what i'm gonna compete with the friggin olympics because it's so funny to me like it's hysterical because i was I noticed in D2 that you see the TBS logo everywhere in a yeah. Disney movie in 1994. It's so yeah. funny how that That had be. to sting. <laughs> so that is pretty funny at the time. Like, <laughs> So, we, so uh, also, during all this, we had an injury during yes. the game. Did we see this? No, no. Yeah. We, we did not see hmm. it. It's one of those things that they have to happen because it's a legit injury. They have to bring it up right. for the actual Olympics. But What's they could have at least is, shown us him getting yeah. hurt, right? Like, exactly. I agree with you. I do agree with you. That's something they could have shown before they zoomed in dramatically on Craig's face. <laughs> yeah. Was it supposed so. to be like someone's been injured? We're going to walk down the hall while the suspense builds for who is it? And then the reveal? Is that? I that guess. A, I guess. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know about that injury, obviously, going into this movie. I had no clue. I didn't know the game. I didn't know there was yeah. an injury going yeah. into the Olympics. And I knew know how big of a deal that is. Especially in these games, because yeah. in the Olympics back then, it's a round robin format. It's not even like what it is now, where it's a point system and then you go to the final, go to the gold medal game. That's not how it worked back yeah. in this era. So the fact that you have a player, one of your best players, down for the fact that you're gonna he's gonna at least miss three games going into the Olympics, it's a big deal. Like it's yeah, a, they're like they're, they're like he'll deal. be he'll be lucky if he's back for the medal round. You know, and the yeah. middle round would be Soviets, and not knowing that in the context, obviously, at the time. But like, 
that's what it was. He would miss the entire qualifying round. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is ridiculously bad. Like that's yeah. bad. So that's a big deal. <laughs> this is here's something that 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 me still emotionally tied to uh Coxie uh was thinking the whole time was boy, this guy's injured, huh? I guess we wish that that other guy we could have just said he's not on the roster and then uh oops our guy's injured no we still got 20 that's that's me not being a good sports player guy that's i mean me that, being that's a... that's pulling a mighty ducks and just giving the injured guy a clipboard and then got just it. bringing ralph cox back in and then you're, yeah there you yeah. go no, no, Adam, that's called doing what Tampa Bay did going into the playoffs and have your player on IR and then bring him back into the playoffs, have your entire cap go over the and then win the cup. That, yeah. what happened. Is. that is legitimately what happened with Tampa Bay this year. Legitimately <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, if you're going to go with a more recent example, <laughs> a real life example <laughs> of what actually happened. <laughs> we, ay, ay, ay. we have another, another scene of of men being men not saying how they feel um, where they're yes. upset and looking at each other. And then that's it. A nice pat on the <laughs> shoulder and he leaves. I was like, boy, I hope there's some sort of emotional payoff during this block, not knowing that we were going to get some angry Jim here at the end here, but uh, a lot of restraint here on this in this scene again, like yeah, acting, acting, whew, acting. just like <laughs> just some well, Kurt Russelling going on. Well, what's interesting? <laughs> I, I can't think of his name right now, but the player apparently they told him to think of the saddest thing you can possibly think of, and he mm. thought about the fact that he was missing his wife and his daughter. Aww. Oh, damn! And that's what he was thinking about when he was crying. Like that's. That's some crazy shit right there. That's crazy. Because like, later they said, think of the happiest thing for a scene later. And he thought it was daughter being born. Oh. Like that's hmm. a, that's amazing. Like that's really cool. <laughs> and it's cool too because that's kind of the subplot thread that runs throughout this movie, right? Is is uh Herb Brooks not spending enough time with his family. True, very true. Exactly. And it's a big deal that nobody hmm. really it's one of those background stories that just forget it's forgot about it. this half of the movie there's no payoff to it at all <laughs> yeah we don't really get that doesn't really resolve does it no, it does. I think cut do, from the tournament but we do have the whole conversation with him and his wife later oh and he, yeah she does right. she is at the olympics she just comes to yeah. the olympics so that's a big deal but like there's no payoff to this whole like Taking care of your kids thing we dealt with the beginning of this movie. Right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't talk about it at all. <laughs> that's your that's your I was being silly. I see how sports are more important uh, reunion there at the end to make everything all better. <laughs> well, it's very important. At the end of the day, you got free tickets to go to the Olympic Games. Like at the sure, end of the day, like sure. as his wife. You got to go to the Olympics. Like, so, but honest. that's sort of like your th- your three goals when you've lost <laughs> 10 to 3. That's something it's true, but don't bring it up. Like that's not yeah. that's not <laughs> That subplot thread is is so important to Herb Brooks's character because like without it, he's just this asshole that like true. no one likes. Very true. <laughs> you know, like, very true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> so really it, it ha- they have to ground him because he's he's more than just that that hard ass coach. Yeah, I had to explain that to one of the Batman guys in their episode because they didn't really understand it. Because like I had to explain that, and like 
her book was an asshole to his team, but not to everybody else. Right. <laughs> like, not to everybody but but else. He, he's an asshole to his team because he loves his team. Exactly. Right. He's doing it on purpose. He's doing right. it 100% on purpose. So, which is why this team is still poignant because him and, and, and I'm just saying this for games because James is obviously doesn't know the movie. Him and Jim, the two of them have not argued. They have never argued in this movie. Oh. They've had one conversation. It meant something at the time. They have mm. never argued. They have not had one argument. So this that changes is a big everything. Deal this. Yeah, this oh, is a okay. big deal. They've never, he's never yelled at Jim Crack. He's never yelled at him at all in this entire movie. Interesting. So this is such a big moment. Like, oh shit, even Jim's getting shit now. Like, I can't wait to watch deal. this movie. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a big moment because Jim does not get bitch that. He's the only one on the entire team that did not get shit until now. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big deal. I, I don't know if uh, if if you've talked about this already on the show, but uh, I know this guy. I think it's Eddie Cahill, right? Is the name yes. of the actor? So I know him from Friends, and that's it. So <laughs> I'm like, not the first time I got brought up. That's the first time. <laughs> he is acting. Look at this guy go. He, is, he really is phenomenal. This movie. He's phenomenal. In this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, good. All right, very very well. Good job. So yeah, uh, just you know, props to him for improving his craft i mean he wasn't bad in friends but like this was very very good yes he definitely i him and friends is fantastic don't get me wrong <laughs> he really is very funny yeah. in friends. Right. But, no, i'm a huge friends fan so i can say that i do yeah love him in that show but i didn't i didn't realize he was Tag. larry i didn't Tag. realize he was larry gordon yeah, in lords of dogtown oh I just, huh i just pulled up his imdb yeah i went up on my screen too <laughs> Huh. Too. Well, I actually funny part is I forgot that he's also in an episode of Dawson's Creek. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. I forgot that happened. Man. Another show that I watch religiously. <laughs> show I watch religiously. So I as people learn during D5, but I was praising Josh Jackson the entire third movie. <laughs> the entire third movie, not yeah. about Josh Jackson turning into yeah. Daisy Widow. So <laughs> but yeah, that's where we leave us. It's where with well, by the way, the test that he's talking about at the very beginning of the movie, James, um, yeah. Herb gave the entire team this like 50, 60 page, like multiple choice test. Yeah. And Jim refused to fill it out. This refused is to fill it out because what does it have to do with goaltending? Yeah. What does it have to do with playing hockey? And, yeah. and Herb's like, you took the test. You're good. Yeah. That's what this is about. This is, the, the, this is <laughs> one of the things that, that when I've seen a movie, I don't care for as much. Because this is a, ah, so if you're just joining us, here's some exposition context supply just airdropped in. I was like, oh, I get this test. He, did, he didn't take it. And that's the thing. It's the thing that I always, fall, I always fall prey to, which is what if I don't take this and that's the real test or that's yeah. the real thing. Exactly what happened here. Exactly it's never true, here. but it's always something that I wonder if it might be true. It, this it's, time. it's the whole uh, write me an essay on the, the meaning of the word courage and you just write this and hand it. Yeah. In. yeah. <laughs> I've heard uh, the why and then the person answers why not. Similar. Same story. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So that is where we end our minutes right before the Olympics. 
no um, restrained, is... no restrained emotion at this end. This is a perfectly constructed little <laughs> block of stuff. This is yeah. all the tension released um, with two men yelling at each other. You know the yep. way the way it's supposed to be. Especially in sports movie. Especially in sports movie. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. before I am um, throw it to you guys for the end of this thing. Next week we will. Next week I should say, keep saying next week, but it's not next week. It is Monday. People will on Monday when people hear this. We'll be. I will be joined by Travis Bow and Leandro Lynn to continue on with the movie. Um, they were together for D three. So I figured, but bring them back together again. Makes <laughs> sense. A lot of fun. So let's we'll do it again for this season. Um, I keep saying it's funny for I'm just doing a weekly show, and this show is not a weekly show at all. So yeah. I keep making that mistake on every episode. <laughs> I keep doing that. So let's get into plugs. So James, I'll start with you. Why don't you get your plugs in now? Go. Sure. <laughs> um, I am uh, part of a what we've decided to call a podcast franchise uh, with my friend Aaron. Ooh, I, like uh, I like yeah, that. Actually. It, was, it came up organically, and we felt very. It was like a miracle. We've done Newsies Minute, Crossroads Minute, and uh, Can Hardly Wait Minute. We just finished recording as we're, as we're recording this two days ago. Uh, we finished recording. She's all that minute. Um, it's the first time we've finished recording something before we've released any of it, and it's welcome to my feeling. world. Welcome to my world. I know. And <laughs> I the the common <laughs> apparently that's what people do. I just we you know. We we never learned. I, I tried until now. that. They, I tried that with Clerks Minute. I was so fucking stressed out during yeah. Clerks Minute. Yeah, I said, yeah, I'll never do it exactly. again. I'm never doing it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can find us there um, uh, at je underscore minute movies. Um, and then I also started sort of a, a by the minute sort of long term forever taking uh, a podcast with my friend Colin called Timeline Scavengers, where we're watching every scene of the marvel cinematic universe including tv shows that marvel has said are not canon we've said oh but yes they are every scene in historical order based on when they take place send me so, a link to that i want to hear that show i want to hear that absolutely show. it is send me a, a lot of fun it's also a good way to look at to challenge your own mortality to do a show that long because yeah that's a it's lot. gonna be forever and and you know marvel's like ramp up releases great we think that they know that we're doing this and they're trying to break us and we won't let them well, so who's gonna get broken more you guys are marvel movie minute which one's gonna get broken first we're gonna have <laughs> marvel movie minute is gonna be joining us uh when we talk about captain america in a year or, when or you so. get to whenever you get to the avengers and agents of shield let me know because i they we, need to shield I we're currently that show. hey we're doing mm. agents of shield right now because we're back in 1931 I uh, love that show so much. That's one of my but, favorite shows in the last. Let's like, talk. Decade. Let's talk that. later. Yeah, yeah um, talk to me. So that, I love you can that find so much. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Timeline Scav uh, cool. for that one, and it's been a lot of cool. fun. All right, Adam, go. <laughs> so uh, I, I am on Tales from the Short Box, which is a, a once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about the comics that came out the week before. So before you read your comics on Wednesday, you listen to us and get caught up on the week before. Um, I'm also on, you can listen to the entirety of the first three Ninja Turtles movies minute by minute uh, with the ones that matter, the The ones ones that matter, matter, of course, (laughs) and one that kind of really doesn't matter, but that's a different story. Um, Wait, uh, that's the third one, right? Yes. Right. Okay, good, 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 good. All right. Just, 
I didn't want you to be talking bad about my friend Kino because uh, that's just that's unacceptable. But yeah, they're they're all on uh, all on duel- the dueling genre network. So go check us out uh, as a as a as a network whole dueling genre. We got a lot of cool stuff going on there. Uh, we're, I'm also in pre production of uh, a new podcast where we're doing um, real play tabletop role playing games, but with specifically games that have franchises tied to them, like. Um, the, our first season is going to be Ghostbusters with the West End Ghostbusters. Game. I'm excited nice. for this, by the way. I'm excited. I really enjoyed Up From Below, so I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> where this where this came out of. We did uh, we played through the Palladium uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game as kind of a, a between seasons thing that we did during COVID, which was like, fantastic oh. audio. I really enjoyed that show a lot. Yeah, that was, was a lot of fun. V- very produced it was a lot of work it's uh, a labor of love but um we're, we're currently without a name because we found out the name we had there was already a podcast with that name so we're scrambling to find a name so if you have suggestions for a name for a podcast like that it, by now it'll be out so who who knows oh. <laughs> that was actually funny part of, i looked up the show but i couldn't like oh that's, not, that's a different show like somewhere before i got brought up in the, in the facebook community i'm like this is weird oh yeah. well the funny part is that happened to me one time. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And then guess what? That was the entertainment apex. And I'm still going with that show. The other one's gone. So I won. There you go. I win. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually petrified of someone doing a pitch perfect minute before I decide that I found people that want to do it enough. Because I'm like, uh, don't want anyone else to do this. James, James, I'll give you a little advice from someone yeah. who does, does shows like this. Do it yourself and then book guests for every episode. It makes your life so much easier. Might need to do that. Might need yeah, to do that's that. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. It works yeah. out really well. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, go to go to Dueling Genre and uh, you'll find whatever that show is called. And yes, um, there you go. Perfect. Hey, whatever Perfect. that show is called. Oh, Maybe. that's a good one. Actually, <laughs> I almost did the book I had that problem somewhere. <laughs> it's like it's, a, it's actually pretty funny. I'll just I'll end on this. There's a wrestler right now on, on WWE that's called um, Nikki Ash because they realized they they named her Nikki Ash, but there's a romance novel that's called Nikki Ash and they couldn't legally call her that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to change her name to like Ash because I couldn't think of anything else witty. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> so that happened. I was like, what? You no, gotta man. check everywhere. Um, that creative with, um, team. Well, yeah. something happened with NHL with Seattle. For the reason that Seattle Kraken, the original team they wanted was the um was in was the team in a romance novel in a romance novel that they couldn't use it. That they, actually happened legitimately. And I'm like, wait, man, I read that. But here's the funny hilarious. part about it. I read that series. I read that series of books. And I actually <laughs> do about that before I read the story. That's I amazing. <laughs> you you filed the complaint. I know. I know. No, I did, I did not do, I you ratted them out. <laughs> but it was just so funny when I was like, wait, when I showed the author, I was like, wait a minute, I read that book. Did <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of audiobooks during the pandemic. Did a lot of audiobooks. <laughs> Audible hates me because I listen to so many things during the pandemic coming through. My, I bet they love you. <laughs> well, it's called working at a hospital during a pandemic. That's what that there was you called. Go. <laughs> so, there you go. All right. Well, let's get out of here, guys. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Absolutely. I, I'm glad we did this. Thanks for go doing watch a this show and then inviting me on. This is this is a blast. <laughs> I I, yeah. I love Olympic hockey. Olympic hockey is really the only time I get excited about sports. So this is very niche for me, and I'm I'm all about it. 
See, I, I love Olympic hockey too, which is why when I look at the time, look at the schedule, I'm like, hey, I could time this out with the Winter Olympics and actually have this come out perfectly. Like, it worked out t- perfect timing right with the plan I wanted to do like two years ago. Like, just, I had this That's plan awesome. in place two years ago. So, like, <laughs> That's awesome. so during D2, I'm like, I look at the counter, I'm like, I could do a miracle right in time for the Olympics <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> I could do this if I plan properly. That's some good planning for sure. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much. And for all listening, I'll see you Monday with Travis and Leandra. Until then, thank you all for listening and have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Dream on, dream on.